Hello, Knox friends. This is the sermon for Sunday, the 12th of July, and I'm glad that you're with us. This is going to be the first sermon in... I'm going to plant in this uh, sermon today, I'm going to plant some seeds for those upcoming sermons, and I hope that you'll spend some time thinking about the questions that I present and that you'll join us for the whole series. Let us pray. Startle us, O God, with your truth and your love, your hope and your challenges. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be acceptable in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So as I often am this week, I was on a Zoom call with uh, a number of you, and it was toward the end of a long day, and as we checked in at the start of that call, it was clear that to a person, everybody on the call was tired. We've been juggling work and family obligations and other responsibilities all day, and these good people had found the time to give of themselves for this meeting, the work of their church. And we joked a bit about Zoom fatigue, Two of the people on the call had actually been on another Zoom call together just an hour before. We were tired. If you're not tired these days due to competing demands in your life, you're probably tired of other things. Tired of staying at home, tired of not being close to friends and family, tired of the contentious nature of the culture that we live in. Tired of it being so darn hot outside when one of the few good diversions we've got is a nice walk. There are lots of frustrations these days, lots of things that we're tired of. Being tired, in any number of ways, is one of the many things that cause us to not be at our best. We are not in a frame of mind sometimes to think deeply or to be challenged or to grow and learn. So I want to say at the outset of the sermon today that I continue to be grateful that though these times are not easy, you've joined us again for worship this week. Because being open to the Word of God is not always easy. You may not want to do it if you're not feeling your best. And this morning, Jesus tells us a story about that. The story is called the parable of the sower, and it's a story that Jesus tells in order to make a point. Listen, he says, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Jesus says, let anyone with ears listen. Jesus goes on to explain that the story is about our ability to hear the voice of God. A friend of mine, Sean Barkley, he's the pastor over at Crestview Presbyterian Church, he says that when we hear this story, the question we should be asking is, am I teachable? 
Am I teachable? Am I in a place to learn and grow and be challenged, or am I not? Am I closed off or argumentative or too frustrated or tired? Am I in a place where I can hear something of value and receive it and learn and grow from it? Am I teachable? The parable of the sower is perfect for this question. Sometimes seeds grow and thrive, but other times they don't, and it can be the very same seed from the very same source. The question is, am I teachable? Sometimes we are not teachable. Sometimes the seed lands on the path and it gets snatched away by a bird. Maybe we are too tired or too frustrated to notice the seed at all, and all of a sudden it's gone. Other times, Jesus says, seeds fall among thorns that choke them. Maybe we want to be teachable, we want to hear God's voice, but the noise of the world, the bad or distracting messages that surround us, the overloading of our schedules, these kinds of things crowd out the wisdom of God. These are examples of what it means not to be teachable. Sometimes we are so tired or closed off that new wisdom might, we might have received just isn't going to have a chance. My friend Sean cited a trip he once made to the Freedom Center as an example of this. The history, he said, and the well-done presentations at the museum were amazing. But they were challenging as well, and he acknowledged that on the day that he went, he wasn't feeling as teachable as he might have been. This was an honest, if not flattering, thing to admit, and it is true of all kinds of situations, for all of us. A lecture or a podcast on the plight of immigrants and refugees. That might be one example. A challenging conversation with a family member might be another example. A chance to engage in service or learning with people who are different from yourself, that might be another example. These are important situations in which we want to be teachable. We need to enter into situations like these ready to learn and to grow. Because if we don't, the, the teaching falls on deaf ears, or it is choked out by voices that diminish its importance for us. In at least one of the upcoming sermons, I'm going to talk about this problem of not being teachable. Often it comes down to what an author named Graham Standish talks about as the problem of too much and not enough. Many of us have a problem of too much in our lives, he says. Too much work, too many activities and commitments to ourselves and to others. We spend too much money on too many things. In these days of pandemic, some of those dynamics have changed, but still we find ourselves on too many Zoom calls and with too much to juggle between the demands of work and family. Too much. The irony, Standish says, is that often the too much in our lives arises out of there not being enough. We don't have enough time for our marriages and our children and our spiritual lives. And then our culture usually tells us that the way to fix this is to add even more to our schedules 
more structured family activities, more meditation, more self-help books that we ought to read. The problem of too much and not enough. One of the sermons in this series will look deeper at this. Other times, Jesus says, we are teachable, but even some of those circumstances are not as fruitful as they might be. Jesus comments on this in the same parable about the seeds. Sometimes he says the seed falls onto rocky ground, and it springs up fast only to be scorched by the heat because of its shallow roots. Think back about those examples I gave about a museum exhibit or a lecture or a podcast, something that shows us something new or different. Sometimes we learn or experience something new and we get immediately fired up about a problem or injustice we knew little about before. I'm going to do something, we say to ourselves, and we dive headlong into it. Often those immediate and powerful enthusiasms don't lead to long-term change. Why is that? Many of us church people have been on, say, a mission trip that got you really fired up about helping a population that has been suffering unfairly. But sometimes we come home from those experiences and just a short time later we have mostly forgotten. Or perhaps we make a commitment to volunteer in a community different than our own, but then we're turned off by a bad experience or two before we really have a chance to get to know the people and to grow in our understanding. And our commitment fades. How do we help these early enthusiasms to be transformed into genuine commitments? Commitments that lead to real change and that add meaning and purpose to our lives. Another one of the sermons will go more deeply on this subject. The teachable nature we really seek, Jesus says, is like the seed that falls on good soil. And most of us know what this looks like. These are the well-established trees and plants in your yard, the ones that you rarely have to water or fertilize anymore. And yet every springtime they burst into life and they survive strong storms and they thrive in the midst of drought. They yield so much more than we put into them. What's going on here? This is what it looks like to really be teachable. To have your life deeply rooted in good soil so that your life can grow strong and thrive and withstand stormy weather when it comes. How do we get that? Well, my hunch is that if we really want to understand what makes us teachable, one of the things we need to ask is, who has the authority to teach us? Who has the authority to teach us? I got to thinking about this question recently on a phone call with Adam Clark. He's a theology professor at Xavier, who I hold in very high regard. Adam was talking about what constitutes real authority in our lives and in our faith communities. And I found that to be a really valuable question to think about. 
What do I mean by authority? Well, this isn't a perfect example, but I think it'll do for now. I imagine most of you know someone who, if they see something on Fox News or someone else, if they see something on CNN, man, it's got to be true. No question about it. Now, I don't want to get into the particular mess of this example, but I raise it to ask a different question. What would it look like for more of us to have that kind of connection, devotion, and trust in our relationship with God? To have authority in your life that comes from confidence in your divine creator. So that when a voice comes from that source, from that sower, then it falls into the soil of your rich and fertile life and it grows. In a third sermon, I'll look more deeply into this matter of authority. I hope I've given you some things to think about. And as I close today, there's something that I've already been suggesting throughout this sermon, but now I'm just going to name it. I have often heard this parable interpreted as though some of us are fertile ground for God's voice and others of us are not. Some of us are teachable, but others are not. I don't think that's true. If I'm honest about myself, I will admit that there are some times at which I am teachable and other times I'm not. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes my life is too crowded. Sometimes I pay attention to the wrong sources of authority. And although I am not teachable 100% of the time, although I am not always a good student, I certainly hope others will not give up on me. This knowledge about myself is a warning for me, not to assume too quickly that anyone else is unteachable, that they are the seed that falls on the path or among the thorns or on the rocky ground. Any of us can be teachable. In the weeks ahead, I hope that you will go deeper with me as we think about how that happens. God's peace be with you this day.